my name's Tane Danger. This is the Minnesota Week in Review Quiz Show. Yay! People are so excited. Uh, so uh, this is a production of the Theater of Public Policy. Folks might know that once or twice a year, we do a year in review quiz show live at the Bryant Lake Bowl where we review all of the big news that happened in Minnesota. And we ask some very funny people on stage to answer trivia questions about those those big news items from Minnesota. And it's so much fun that we thought, why wait an entire year to do it? Let's just try and do it every week. Uh, so we created a project that made it so that we have a lot more work to do for very little to actually zero money. Uh, but it's super fun. And so we've brought together some very fun, funny people. Uh, and I have put together four questions about things that happened in Minnesota news this week, which I will ask them after we do a round of introductions. So first of all, to my right is Mr. Joshua Will. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Tane Danger. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. So what's going on? on in Joshua Will World. Do you want to do you have anything you want to uh, tell us about? Oh, it's cold outside and I've got children who aren't in school, so they're inside and it's uh, going to be a long, cold, lovely weekend. Why it's a snow they... day today? No, it's the end of end of uh semester, so they got 2 days off for teacher record keeping and margarita drinking and general Those teachers downtime. have it easy. Yeah. Wow. The... So they they had Monday off because of the holiday, then they had Tuesday and Wednesday, which trying to figure out what you do on a Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they had Thursday and Friday off. Oh, so they were ju- they, you're saying they were just in school Tuesday? Just Thursday, Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Oh, wow. Strange That's week nice. that way. That yes. is strange. All right. Um, okay, and uh, to your right is a returning champion, uh, Miss Lorna Landvik, everybody. I am high on that victory. That is great. Uh, hi, Lorna. How are hi, you? Hi, Tane. I'm very well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, too, though, am struggling with the cold, but with the dog. Oh, you have a Stuck dog. Stuck inside, yes. Having a dog is basically the same as having a child, I understand. Well, our dog's a little brighter, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I have a cat, and so I'm, I'm qualified to give parenting advice, I think. Um, Lorna, you are doing a show. Uh, we talked about it, but it's still going on. What's your show, and where is it? It's called Party in the Rec Room. It's at the Bryant Lake Bowl until February 2nd. And what is the premise of this show? Um, mayhem and frivolity. Okay, and uh, when can folks see it? Friday and Saturday nights, 7 o'clock. All right, that sounds fantastic. Thank you, Jane. The Bright Lake Bowl, just to confirm, does have heating? Yes, it does. You don't have to stand. (laughs) I I said heating, but not seating. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, seating would be even better. You get one or the other. (laughs) It has both, yes. It's cold, but you can't sit down, so you stay warm. That's right, so you snuggle up to your neighbor. Yeah, that's good. All right, and uh, for the first time ever on the quiz show, uh, not because somebody just dropped out last minute, uh, but because we're super excited (laughs) to have him, uh, Theater of Public Policy co-founder, Mr. Brandon Boat. Yeah, it's great to be here. I hope to win. Yeah, that's good. And to be fair, even though you're the co-founder of Theater of Public Policy, you are, uh, I did not show you any of the questions you any no, of the time. No, I do not know anything that you're going to ask. So, But what's funny is you actually edit this podcast. So if you, want, if you wanted to really devote a lot of time, you could like edit, I suppose, it together. So where you just dub in you doing the right answer after every question. I think that would be the... Biggest waste of time in my entire life. Which is saying something. That, like, has... There's nothing to gain by that. 
it would be so much work to just kind of fabricate and recut everything, basically making a soundboard with everybody's voices. Also that the like five people or no, there's a good number of people that listen that they would think I won a quiz show with no stakes. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing that version of the podcast. So, all right. So like I said, these are four questions uh, that I pulled together from things that happened in Minnesota news this week. They're all Minnesota related. They're all news of things that happened over the past week. Um, I will ask the first question. And if you think you know the right answer, ding in. Can we do just a practice ding? Oh, that's good. What? Okay. Everybody gets a practicing. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Here we go. Question one. A bill introduced this week by State Representative Raymond Dean would put what issue on the 2020 Minnesota ballot as a proposed constitutional amendment? Uh, Lorna Landvik. Um, the ability to uh, water ski without clothing. <clears throat> uh, can, on the Minnesota... the. the Constitution would, yes. yeah. What? Because right now the Minnesota Constitution explicitly uh, denies people the right to to just enjoy the water without clothing. It's it's BS, man. It is. I, I for some reason I can't think of why anatomically, but it seems dangerous to water ski naked. I think that is so wrongheaded of you to even ponder that because what what century is it yeah what uh, how does lycra fabric really protect a body that's true i don't know um but i wear it constantly anyway anyway mark dayton was really behind this bill so yeah yeah because he's a big proponent of he's a big naked water yeah oh yeah he's good that's what he's doing right now probably yeah Yeah. yeah. down in mexico yeah (laughs) um no that is not the correct answer are you kidding me yes branded boat um Raymond Dean put forward a bill that will uh, mandate uh, cheese pronunciation classes because, I mean, this happens to me all the time. I go into a cheesemonger to buy some cheese. I don't know how to pronounce it pronunciate correctly i don't know how to say the different cheeses i'm embarrassed really wait can we do you don't know how to pronunciate correctly how, how do you say gruyere gruyere right? gruyere and cheddar is that <laughs> i think you got that one right yeah. american yeah i yeah. mean there's too many it's all these great cheeses from europe but they're all in different languages and can i just ask so if this bill if this is the bill and it passed what would the, what would happen so no longer would there be any confusion of, you know, you walk into the cheese store thinking, oh, I'm going to make a pizza tonight. I want some buffalo mozzarella. And then you go in and you leave home with uh, just some, right up to the line of being racially or culturally insensitive. Uh, but you get some howda cheese. <laughs> so would they have like a chart that would phonetically spell out the cheese? Would they have someone there that oh, would no, no, shame no. you? There or, would be classes. Oh, straight up class. I mean, it would be introduced uh, not for uh, elementary school because obviously they don't buy a lot of fancy cheese. But no, it would be uh, part of getting a driver's license. They would add a cheese pronunciation oh, exam. That's good. I'm but, just impressed that you go to a cheesemonger instead of like the dairy section at Cub. Lorna, you don't have a cheesemonger. I, I'm embarrassed. Do you, no. Do you, want, do you want? Do you want a hookup? Do you want me to? Do you want me to give you the number from my cheesemonger? Yeah. Uh, after the show, oh, give it to after me. After the show, yeah. you gotta have two people vouch for you. Yeah. Cheesemonger's not gonna take on new clients. Like yeah. That. I'll give you the password. You okay. guys moved out of the neighborhood, but Longfellow now has a door-to-door cheesemonger. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. 
I, are you sure that's a is that a real thing or is that just a guy who's like, hey, I got a bag of cheese? That well, someone outside my house is yelling that, so I'm assuming. <laughs> okay, uh, that is not the correct answer. Oh. Uh, Joshua Will looked like he was about to ding in. Yes, uh, the state of Minnesota is proposing within this amendment that uh, daylight savings be abolished, except for major holidays, so things like Christmas and Thanksgiving will have a nice early evening, but the rest of the year. Wait a sec. So we don't do daylight savings time except on specific days. That major holidays. Major, major holidays. holidays. We would just, the time would shift for specific days mm-hmm. and then go back. And then the go back day. the very next day. Yes. Is this like a madness experiment? No, no. It's, it's simply <laughs> A, because when you look out for Christmas dinner or New Year's Eve, you want it to be dark. But now with all the smartphones and we've got the satellite technology, the clocks would update themselves, the televisions would update themselves, the radios, the phones, all that. So we wouldn't have to worry about that. Um, I'm so grateful that that is not the correct answer. Oh. Would, uh, so does anybody have a guess? I, one more. Oh, oh a Lorna Land. I do, but Lorna dinged in first. Go ahead. Does it have something to do with the legality of marijuana? It does. It has more to do with the legality of marijuana than it does with the legality of cheese. So, uh, <laughs> just smoke pronunciation. <laughs> there. So this is one of uh, at least a couple of bills that were introduced at the Minnesota legislature that would uh, legalize marijuana. This one is uh, I decided to call out because uh, as opposed to the other one, which would uh, just sort of legalize it through the legislature, this one would put it on the ballot in the 2020 for uh, Minnesotans to vote on to put into the Constitution that uh, marijuana was legalized, so I don't. I don't. Do you do you all think that this will happen? Well, you said there was a couple bills. There um, are. So yeah. was it like they they submitted it, smoked, forgot that they submitted it, and resubmitted, or were these different bills? They were different bills. Okay. Yeah. They were two. So that one by Representative Raymond Dean. There's another one by Representative Mike Freeberg and uh, Senator Melissa Franzen. I I think it should be legalized, but why would it need to be in the Constitution? I mean, they don't say. Minnesotans have the right to buy liquor. That's not a constitutional right, right? Well, on certain days it should be. Um, but <laughs> Daylight savings daylight time, saving. holidays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if it goes in the Constitution, doesn't that mean people need to vote on it like citizens do? Yes. So if, this, that, if that happened, uh, it would. if this bill went through, if this is the way that the state wanted to try and do it, we would all vote on it. So in theory, the legislature could pass this, and then Minnesotans would have the ability to vote yes or no if we wanted legal marijuana and uh, recreational marijuana. And I think that the theory behind it is that maybe there are some state legislators who themselves would say, no, I don't support legalizing marijuana, but I think that voters should have the right to choose for themselves. Slippery. As some, I saw at least one person on Twitter suggest like, sure, you could do it this way, or you could just pass it. <laughs> you said recreational marijuana, and that made me think of Mark Dayton. Naked water skiing with a doobie in his mouth. That oh. I mean, now that he's he's done, he's retired. Yeah, he didn't like recreational marijuana. He did not. He was not a supporter. Public stance. Yeah. Also public naked water skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Pro naked pu- uh, public water skiing. 
no on marijuana. He just didn't have enough time to get that one passed. That was his, that was his campaign tagline, actually. Yeah. But he knows how to pronounce every single cheese yes. ever yes, he invented. Does. He's yes. a learned man. Yeah. He's he the does. one outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. So we've got our first points on the board. We are going to move to question two. Uh, so... Uh, question two, more than a half dozen Minnesotans' careers uh, were thrown into limbo this week by a U.S. Supreme Court ruling on what? Joshua Will. I'm going to use my uh, 13 years of private education to say that these people were thrown into limbo because as lawmakers, they were not baptized. Oh, uh, because uh, so they're, they have to be baptized in, in the Catholic religion in order to be lawmakers to keep their careers. Otherwise, oh, I got it. Yeah. So the U.S. you're suggesting that the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that in order to be a legislator in Minnesota, you must be a baptized Catholic. Catholic. That is correct. That is exactly what I'm wow. saying. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that would have been question number one if that had come down. Like I, I, That would have been pretty big news on a variety of fronts. But, you know, a lot of weird stuff is happening in the news these days. Maybe that would have just come down to number yeah, that, two. Yeah, we, we may have just missed it. You know, no, just, but know. I appreciate the, the Catholicism reference to limbo. I got it. Thank you. So you're saying I'm wrong. I am saying you're wrong. Lorna Landvig. Uh, I believe uh, it has affected the six half dozen beaver taxidermists. <laughs> I can't. How so? If they can't stuff a beaver. <laughs> Go on. May I retract my answer, please? (laughs) No, you know, beavers have run amok in Grand Marais. You've heard that. They're gnawing big, you know, old trees. And so we need taxidermists to quell this this beaver explosion. And dang government. (laughs) So I'm sorry. The, The... Grand Marais is being uh, overrun by beavers. And can I just say, like, the the taxidermists, though, are not—they just stuff them later. They don't actually—they wouldn't actually be responsible for killing the beavers. Well, that's, like, step one of a taxidermist job. He can't stuff a live beaver. (laughs) All right. uh, With with cheese. Yeah. Uh, Okay, we're moving on. Okay, Brandon Boat—that was not correct, just to be clear. What? No, the correct ruling uh, was about um, that uh, people named Alex Trebek are not allowed to host Jeopardy unless the, you are the one Alex Trebek who hosts Jeopardy. They, uh, it was ruled on copyright grounds. So a lot of people don't know this, but in Minnesota, there are regional Jeopardy shows that happen, and it just sure. so happens Direct that, competition with us. Yeah, and so they've managed to find uh, the people in Minnesota named Alex Trebek because then they can still advertise Jeopardy with Alex Trebek, and it tricks people, but you know they already paid the ticket, so they stay anyways. And so this is ruling that even if your name is Alex Trebek and you uh, do a show called Jeopardy, you're not allowed to do it. I just love that there are there would be exactly six Alex Trebek's across Minnesota, and they all have been commissioned, <laughs> to, regardless of their actual you know qualifications or ability to host a show. Uh, would be in charge of different Jeopardies across Minnesota. You should see Minnesota. some of the shows; they're pretty bad. 
There's a lot of shabby-looking Alexes out there. There's even a girl Alex up in Grand Marais that uh, does it. There's so, there's just somewhere in Thief River Falls, somebody's like, oh, really? The Alex Trebek is here doing Jeopardy? I got to see this. And then they go in and they, oh, no, bait and switch. Well, I guess I'll hang out anyway. Yeah. You know, in small towns, there's you know only so much entertainment on a given night. So you stick with it. All right. And then you think... Yeah, I'm done. Okay, well, because that's not that's not correct. Does anybody have another guess about the correct answer? No, I'm stumped. So oh. these are lawmakers who. No, nobody no. ever said they're lawmakers. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's good. Uh, so the correct answer uh, is that these are uh, a half dozen uh, transgendered uh, military personnel who are all from Minnesota. And so this week, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled five to four that uh, the Trump administration's ban on transgender service members could go into effect. And so there are uh, at least six openly serving uh, transgender military personnel uh, from Minnesota who now are not sure exactly what's going to happen with their career. Everyone's just shaking their head like, that's not good. It's just confusing because the military did a study and they said, it's fine. Yeah. There's no effect on combat readiness. This is okay. And yeah. it seems like it's a forced error or it's just Trump being a jerk. It is. I mean, I I, I will say without getting too partisan, I, I've seen a lot of people even who are uh, sort of more traditionally right-leaning and uh, pro-military saying like, this just seems mean for no good reason because there's not any particular justification for it. So... Yeah, uh, try, that's this week's uh, pointlessly mean question. Uh, zero points for everyone on that one. Good job not knowing uh, the just mean, stupid thing that happened this week. Um, let's move on. Ooh, this is a fun one. This is both uh, Minneapolis and, well, I won't even say what else it involves because that might give it away. So question three, a new pop-up art installation in the Minneapolis Skyways is sponsored by what unusual consortium of institutions? Don't all ding in at once. Yeah, where all these institutions sort of are have something in common, but it's unusual. You would not think like what you would think. Why are they putting up an art installation in Minneapolis and in the Minneapolis Skyways in particular? Yes, Brandon Boat. Um, the German Modernism Institute. I am going to give you the points because that is actually is it, very close. I thought I heard something like that, and then I thought I'm going to turn that into a fake answer of. No, this is so... I just read a comic that had, like, the art style of that, and it's terrifying. Can we do do a ding, ding, ding for Brandon Boat? I think this is the first time in the show's uh, two-episode history someone actually got the question right on the first try, and by accident, no less. But uh, the exhibit is called uh, Goethe in the Skyways. (laughs) I I had to have my boyfriend help me practice the pronunciation of that this morning. He knows German? Goethe. No, I kept wanting to just say Goethe. Gotha, Gotha. Do you find a lot of uh, foreign language pronunciation is just about inflection? Yeah. So to pronounce German correctly, it's Gotha. You do have to. I feel like you. There's more to foreign pronunciation than people tell you ahead of time. That has to do with just sort of like how much spit you have in your mouth, sort of like for certain things. 
<laughs> no, somebody told me once uh, the the best way to do a French accent is to just pretend like you have an egg in your mouth at all times. I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, but uh, do, do, if you hold your mouth like you have... I don't want to put an egg in my mouth. So going back to German, though, uh, so this there's a this exhibit is called Goethe in the Skyways. Goethe. Uh, it's a pop-up gallery designed to shake up the Skyway ecosystem, one interactive art exhibition at a time, uh, sponsored by a consortium of German institutions, the nonprofit Goethe Institute, the government-run German Foreign Affairs Office, and the Federation of German Industries, which sounds terrifying. Uh, which uh, represents the interests of trade associations and companies. Uh, I like this. The gallery marks the, quote, year of German-American friendship. The yeah, one well, year of German-American <laughs> friendship. Yeah. They've come so far. Yeah. That's good. That's, I don't, like, I was thinking of it because I read a excerpt of a comic recently called, like, Welcome to Planet Hell, or I Am on Planet Hell by... Uh, That's what made you think of this lovely art exhibit happening in the Minneapolis Skyway. I remember hearing something about German, and then I thought art and, like, German realism, whatever the style is, it's terrifying. It's, like, everyone is portrayed with just this open, like, screaming mouth, like... And so I just imagine that as being hilarious in the Skyway, like all of this horrible, like German art in the style of like after World War II Eastern Germany, like terror. And that's what commuters are getting. It's, it says friendship to me. Yeah. I hear there's a, an upswing of depression in downtown Minneapolis now. Oh, what's this yeah. called? But much more efficient. People yes. are going through the yes. Skyways. They are getting where they need to go <laughs> on time. Yeah, more. What do you think Klaus was thinking when he painted this artwork? Hell dimension. <laughs> well, uh, happy uh, German-American friendship year, everyone. Um, all right. Uh, one last question. We've got a very exciting game going right here um, because Brandon just just knocked that last one out of the park. But last question. Uh, Ed Steeper. I don't think that's how you, I just can't. <laughs> Ed Eric Steep- didn't help you pronounce that no, one. No, Ed Steeper of uh, Osage, Minnesota, set a world record this past week on Shell Lake. What world record did he set? Brandon Boat. Uh, most kissed fish, or fishes kissed in an hour. You know, I, I, that's actually not a bad guess because the Eel Pout Festival is coming up, uh, but I don't believe the Eel Pout Festival has happened yet. It's uh-huh. a challenge because you have to catch the fish that you're going to kiss, and you can't uh, kiss the same one. Uh, they know because you put on lipstick. And then so if you pull up a fish with li- lipstick, you got to throw it back. You can't kiss that one again. No. Yeah. That, he did not break. He tried. He did not break that record. I believe he, Joshua uh, Will. he uh, actually augured the deepest ice fishing hole recorded. Wow. Yeah. But then they found out he was actually on land. So when he was <laughs> 17 feet down. But he, he caught, he he caught something. Hit, yeah. He hit the aquifer. Yeah. And then there was a fish down there. He caught it up. The fish was like, thank God. <laughs> Sunlight. Yes. I don't know how I got down here. Minneapolis Skyway System. Yeah. Do you left turn someplace? Yeah. Uh, no, that is not correct. Uh, Lorna Landvik. I am going to go with the auguring, but I was it that <laughs> Despite he... the fact that I just said it was incorrect. No, but did he auger one of those big circular carousel ice things, oh. you know, on Shell Lake? 
So uh, I, this was not in our news quiz last week, but it was something that came up in the news last week. The, there are these ice carousels yes. folks uh, build that are sort of giant ice sculptures that are up on the lake and they rotate. They, yes, they're big circles. So that's where the auger comes in. They, aug- How- they, they auger a circle out and then it kind of lifts up and floats. I'm just... So, I mean, I've used an auger before. I'm trying to think of how big, like, so you're imagining an auger that is dozens and dozens of feet wide? I don't know how they do it. I have only used an auger in my taxidermy business, so I don't, I I don't know. But that is my answer, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Um, I am sorry to say that is not correct. That's bogus. Does anybody have any last uh, last guess? Well, I, I... How about a hint? Quick hint. Uh, a is quick it hint. ice fishing? He didn't... I feel like if this gives you a... It is not ice fishing. He should not get all of the credit for this. It is very speciest, I think, that he is getting all the credit for this. Is that a so kind he, of cheese? He trained species? a dog to kiss fish. Oh, so close, Brandon Boat. I'm going to give you half a point because you at he least... trained sled dogs <gasps> to go across icy terrain. I'm going to give Lorna Landvik a full point. Uh, Brandon Boat, half a point. Um, so the correct answer is that he uh, put together the w- world's longest, uh, the world's longest sled dog sleigh team. Um, uh, so, so Area Man sets world record for most sleds. Sorry, this is b- very specifically the most sleds ever pulled by a dog team. So there were twenty dogs and ten sleds. Um, they did this and they they pulled it. And I think they went. They didn't go that far. Something only like three fourths of a mile. But uh, it was negative twenty two degrees outside when they did it. Uh, I think one of the fun things about I'll, I'll show you all a photo of this. One of the fun things about it is that the the previous record was something uh, like uh, it was only I think six or something or seven, and they just said, "Well, if we're going to try and beat the record, then we should try and we should really try and beat it." Oh That's, wow! Oh, so they yeah. were lengthwise. Oh, as opposed to widthwise. <laughs> yeah, they were like all parallel. <laughs> You're imagining more like some sort of. A Ben Hur type scene where they were just like chariots next to each other. Yeah, because I mean, the same amount of dogs would be pulling the same amount of weight in sleds. It's just. So we we said it was 20 dogs for 10 sleds? That's two dogs per sled. That's great math, Josh. Well, (laughs) I'm getting to is if you see these Iditarod races, it's like eight dogs for one sled. So he's being incredibly inefficient here. Also in the picture, everyone is uh, showing off because they're all doing hands-free. All That's the little right. people have both hands in the air saying, yeah. I can sled dog without my They hands. did say no one fell off and nothing fell off uh, the whole time they were doing it. This also promotes one dog can just slack off. At, at this point, I mean that's sort yeah. of America. And there appears to be a giant <laughs> peace sign in the snow. No, that's the circle that uh, Lorna was talking. Oh, yep, the that's auger. the yeah. auger. Yeah, yeah. They, they so you get a point and a half. For yeah. That. Okay. So my big thing with this is just, I mean, we know the man's name. We don't know the dog's names oh, at this wow. point. They did the work here, right? I mean, ain't that the story? Can animals? Always. Yeah, animals can hold world records. 
You say that confidently. What animal holds a world record, Brandon Boat? Well, there's like, but see, the thing is, it's like farthest jump, kangaroo. But we don't know like the kangaroo's name who did the farthest jump. Right. It's, a, we it's would... all just like categories, like longest animal, snake, or fastest <laughs> cheetah. Yeah. yeah, it's not like oh, it's Gary the cheetah. And it's like, oh, Gary, right. he did that. No, Mark the cheetah's faster than Gary. Oh, he's got to prove it. Biggest jerk, killer whales. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, reviewing the scores for this week, uh, I am uh, want to thank Joshua Will for being here for the first time. Wah, wah. Uh, he did not. He did not manage to make a point this time, uh, so that's exciting. Uh, uh, second up uh, with one and a half points because he got a half point on that last question, yeah. uh, Mister Brandon Boat, and. Uh, second week in a row champion Miss Lorna Landvik with a solid two points. Wow. Really amazing. I am high. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. On that victory. Yes. Thank you all so much for, for tuning in for the Minnesota Week in Review quiz show. Uh, we will uh, be back next week, assuming there's more news between now and next week in Minnesota. And if, if, if it could be, it's just too cold and we all just decide to not go back outside until it gets warm again. But if folks do decide to do anything in Minnesota in the next week, we will be back then with another Week in Review quiz show. So thanks. Have a great week. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening. We'd appreciate any feedback that you might have, telling us what we should change, keep, what things you liked about it, or what you think should be different. If you can contact us through social media, our website, or email, we'd really appreciate that. Thanks for listening.